Hey, what if I could show you how you can just slash your giant list of things to do? Today, I'm actually going to give you my process so that you can take it and slash your list. And when you do, I promise you're going to be more effective, you're going to make measurable progress, and you'll actually feel better about how you spend your time. I'm going to share it all on the inside. Come learn this process. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey, welcome back. So listen, let's talk about that big giant list we all have. We're either carrying it around in our head, which is terrible, or we've got it on a sticky notes everywhere, or we've got this notebook that's got our big list in it, or if you're me, you've got it on your calendar. But there are all sorts of ways that we make lists of all the things that we have to do in our business. And I think that when I say, let's just slash those lists, I think the first thing that comes to mind is like, well, how, but also that's going to create more stress. If I, if I get rid of a bunch of tasks, then I'm going to worry that I'm going to fall behind or everything is going to fall apart. And so really that's not the goal. And that's not what I want to share with you today or the direction I want to send you in. The goal really today is for you to be able to confidently reduce the tasks on your list and know that everything won't fall apart when you do it. And I think the first thing that you have to onboard when we tackle this process is to start by realizing that you will have a bigger impact on your results if you slow down a bit and you focus on doing a really great job on a few areas of your business, as opposed to what many of us do, which is spend your work time rushing through your list and really just trying to check off a bunch of tasks. Because when you are in that mode, that checkoff mode, I think that you're often not taking the time to get clear on why you're doing that work. Why am I doing that task anyway? Like, is the world going to end if I don't do this? You don't take the time to do this because it's, it's something you've told yourself you have to do. And what you're not doing is asking yourself what I think is a super important question that we all need to ask ourselves. And it's this, you might want to grab a pen for this. Whenever you get in this state, you really need to stop and ask yourself, hey, what does my business need right now? Right now, today. And when we're in that state of overwhelm, checking off our list, the truth is that most of us can't see that answer. And often what I see is that uh, we think that every task on our list is kind of important and also maybe urgent. In fact, when you have all these tasks on your list and they all feel important to you, it creates this false sense of urgency. And it's why we always feel like we're behind. I've just got to get caught up and then I can do it. I'm just behind. I just feel like I'm drowning in work. I mean, I'm sure all of those things have gone through your head at one time or another. But here's something that I want to share with you. Because we are good at making lists and because we you know our businesses 
will always be hungry for our time and our effort, and there will always be work to do. I think that having a big to-do list is actually the kiss of death for people like us. And I think in two ways, I think two things can happen. The first thing is that if you've got a great big list of important things to do, you're probably in high gear and you're dipping in and out of projects all the time. You're doing a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and you feel like you're working really, really hard and you're doing all those things you've heard or you feel like you have to focus on. But what I see is when you're in that mode, most of you probably don't feel confident that you're on the right track because it feels so darn messy and so darn hard. And there are lots of days where you wonder if you're wasting your time. And so I think that's one reason that it's the kiss of death. But I think there's something else that happens to some people. And it's kind of the opposite of running around and getting all your stuff checked off. You might still have a huge list of things that you know, you know, you should do, you've got it. But even though you know all that, you still feel stuck because you also know that you don't have the time and the resources to do all those things on your list. And you really want to be smart. You want to work smart. But try as you might, you can't seem to get clarity on where to start. And and actually, what what's going to work for your business? What is going to have the most impact on your results? And when you feel like this, it's kind of uh, you know, a little bit of paralysis. And it's because you're experiencing what I call decision overwhelm, where you just don't know all the things to make a good decision. And there are so many factors and so many things you can't control that you actually can't make a decision. And you feel, again, like you're wasting your time. And here's what I know. And from from hard experience, trust me, <laughs> Wasting time is actually more expensive than wasting money. And so I feel like all of this is really important because what I don't want you to do is risk spending your time doing a little of a lot of things, but not really completing or doing anything particularly well. I don't think that's good. And the best analogy I can give for you is imagine if you have a piece of lumber, like a two by four. And that thing is set up with 10 nails that need to be hammered all the way in to that two by four, but you're only allowed to hit those nails 10 times in total. That's all you have time for. And if you hit each nail one time, you're going to start 10 nails, but you won't finish any of those nails, getting them all the way into the lumber. And in fact, you might not even be able to see that you've hit any of the nails. You might not be able to see any progress with those nails. But if you look at the alternative and you focused on just two of those nails and you hit each of those nails five times each, you'd actually finish hammering two nails in. And so a couple of things happen then. First of all, which is so important, is you would be able to see the impact of your 10 hits. So you'd be able to see the impact of the work you did. So important for people like us. But the other thing is you'd be clear and confident about the progress that you've made and what you still have to do. Like you'd finish something 
and you know that you made that progress and you know exactly what you have to do. And so what I'm asking you today is to think about giving yourself some permission to remove some tasks from your plate so that you can focus and see your impact, the impact of your efforts when you focus on only a couple of tasks. Now, I know that you're worried that everything might fall apart if you do that or or you know your results might suffer if you do that. But I want you to just think about taking those other tasks and putting them in the corner knowing that you're going to get to them. It's just not what your business needs today. Now, I know a lot of people struggle to figure out what their business needs. Like that I I think that feels hard and heavy. And so today I wanted to walk you through what I think are the three steps you need to take when you're deciding what is it my business needs right now. And the first step is really, it's such common sense, but so hard when you're in the thick of it to figure this out. And the first thing is that you really have to start at the end to find out where you should begin. And so when we're prioritizing, it's actually too hard mentally for us to make assessments about all the things that we could do. And so we spend a lot of time trying to assess those things, but ultimately we often don't make a decision. And so we default to doing all those things, or we spin in circles, analyzing our options from all angles over and over and over until we're exhausted by it. And, you know, we go sit in the corner and do something else. So when I'm working with a client, I, I, I need to know this, right? I need to know what they want. And so I always ask them about outcomes. And it's usually in the form of a question like this. I usually start with, Hey, if you woke up X number of months from now, three, six, a year from now, whatever it is, and only one thing had changed in your business, what would that one thing be? I want you to try that. I want you to ask yourself this question and maybe say if you woke up in in three months, you know, in your perfect world, what would have changed in your business in three months? And I do this because when you stop thinking about all the things you could do, and instead you focus on the outcome you want, that gives you really good clarity on the destination, where you're going. And once you know where you're headed, you can make a plan to get there. And so when I think about outcomes, here are the things that somebody might say to me when I ask for that outcome. Things like, well, my sales have grown, or um, I'm emailing my list more and getting more sales, or um, I've got more time. That, that one happens a lot. I've got more time to focus on my marketing because I've taken some tasks off my plate. And so those are the kinds of outcomes that I would hear and that you might be thinking of right now. And those are a really good first step in the right direction. But the second thing you really must do, and this is where people struggle, but this is what you must do, is you must make your outcome specific and measurable. You must make your outcome specific and measurable. And here's why. It's because of this. If you were headed to your vacation rental in a city 500 miles away, you don't really know where you're going, 
Would you ask at Google Maps or whatever you use, whatever navigation you use for directions to the city? Or would you use the address of your vacation rental and get directions that would take you all the way to the rental? Right? Of course, you would, you would put the address of the rental into your GPS. And that's what you need to do with your outcome. You know, you will just make way better decisions. When you take the time to get super specific about your outcome, it will feel real to you and you will get closer to achieving that outcome when you find that way to measure your progress, to see how you're doing on the map. And so I want you to remember that. So here's how you make your outcomes more specific and measurable. So instead of just saying, well, in six months, my sales will have grown. I want you to try thinking about how much will your sales have grown and changing your outcome to something that's specific. So you could say, my sales will have grown by 10% every month. And I'm tracking my sales in a spreadsheet every week. That is specific and measurable. And so it just changes how you think about that outcome. Or if you're saying, I'm emailing my list more often and getting more sales, what if you change that to what I'm specifically doing? You could say, my welcome, my abandoned cart, and my browse abandonment flows are complete. And I have sent a campaign every week for the last X number of weeks. It is your outcome. I have a spreadsheet to track my campaign sales, and I have identified my four best campaigns. That goes from something I want to do to something I am doing. So when you think about your outcomes, get super specific. What about the one about time? This is, that's probably, sales and time is what I hear more more often than anything else. So what if you changed your outcome from, I've got more time to do marketing because some tasks are off my plate. That is a wish. (laughs) And so what if it looks more like this? I have freed up two hours a day. I have a customer service app that I have trained my new customer service virtual assistant to manage every customer service inquiry. I have created canned responses and training videos so that my virtual assistant has the information she needs to do the job and I'll be covered if I have to train someone else on this job in the future. What if you change that to your outcome? That will get it done, right? That will be halfway to getting it done. So before you start, you need to set an outcome and then then you have to go back and refine that, make it specific and measurable. So you either get it done You either reach your outcome or you don't. It's not a wishy-washy thing. The third thing I think is really important, and it's about working in your zone of genius. So you might think you don't have any zone of genius, but I want to tell you, if you're here and you have a business up and running or you've sold some product, you are way ahead of so many people who never get started and who just wish that they could. And you do have a zone of genius. And so what I want to share with you is that you need to give yourself permission to stop doing all the things. And that is even 
if you think you can't afford to get a little bit of help. I want to challenge you about how you think about this. And if you go back a couple of episodes, I'll put it in the show notes, but we've talked about money a lot in the last few podcasts. And one of those episodes, I'll have to go check. I think it's how to have more cash in your business. I'll find the, I'll find the episode number and put it in the show notes, but it really talks about funding our, how we fund our businesses and, uh, and debt and investment in our businesses and what it really costs to get, to get a solid footing and get these businesses up and running. And, and what I want to share with you is that you need to invest some money to keep yourself in a place where you're not overwhelmed and you're able to work in your zone of genius as often as possible for as much of your time as possible. Because I see too many store owners that are bogged down and frustrated by tasks that aren't in their zone of genius. And if you're hesitant about this, here's where you start. And I'm going to tell you where you don't start too. So where you start is hire for tasks that are maybe one-time tasks, like setup tasks. So these are often like installations that require a particular set of skills that you probably don't have. <laughs> uh, and if you could, examples of this would be upgrading the theme on your store, or if you need some custom coding on your store, or if you're migrating to a new email provider, or you're setting up the framework for the email automations. I think that those things, and the reason I think that that's a great place to start is because those are things that you're not going to do over and over again. So you really can't learn them. You'll just do them once and then you won't do that for ages or maybe ever again. And so all that time you invested in learning really doesn't pay off. And even though before you hire someone, there are a few things you must do. This is a really good ROI on getting an expert to do these things. And so the thing you need to do before you hire someone is simply understand the outcome you want and have a clear picture of what a good result looks like. That's what you need to know. And then you can hand that task off to somebody and that will free up your time. Like for example, if you're migrating email providers, that will free up your time to go build your email list, or it will free up your time to write some better emails or actually get some emails out, or it'll free up your time to get that customer service app in. There are so many things that you'll be able to do that you, you do need to do that, uh, like that, that are things that you only can do that you will absolutely make your money back in more when you hire people to do this. Plus they'll do it well and they'll do it right. And I think there's high risk that you won't when it's tasks like that. And so I want you to remind yourself that you don't have unlimited time or unlimited energy. So just like money, time and energy are resources. And when you spend them doing work that is not in your zone of genius, doing things that you have to learn and are hard every step of the way, and you're probably not even good at them you are spending a high value resource, like two high value resources, your time and your energy on work that you're just actually not qualified to do. Like nobody would hire you to do that. So why do you think you should do it? It's kind of 
like hiring the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and paying that salary and then saying, oh, I need my house rewired. It's, it's kind of like that. You are not qualified for that job. And so I want you to give yourself permission to carefully outsource some work and keep yourself in your zone of genius. I think you'll find that it makes a huge difference in how you feel and the progress that you make. Now let's wrap it up and I want to share with you what I want you to take away from this episode. The first thing is that when you give yourself permission to just slash that to-do list, you will be more effective. You're going to make progress that you can see and you'll feel better about how you're spending your time each day. You'll be less likely to finish the day and say, well, I don't know what I did all day, but I'm tired. You'll have less of that in your life. The other thing is when you're deciding on priorities, I want you to default to asking yourself, what does my business need right now? Write it down if you have to, what your business needs right now. And you need to focus on specific measurable outcomes and use that to decide what your business needs. And the last thing is work in your zone of genius as much as you can. Wasting time is truly more expensive than wasting money because you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And remember that. So that's it. But here's a little treat. Next week on the podcast, I'm actually going to show you an example of how we walk through this process with a real person and a real to-do list. And I'm doing that so that you can see how you can apply it to your to-do list and how you can find the priorities in your business. So I'll be working with an inner circle member and you're going to see how we identify what the outcome is that she wants and then how we work backwards to prioritize her work. It's going to be fun. So I will see you next week. Come ready to take this strategy and apply it to your business. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.